Today we have a guest speaker and he's out of our own ranks and that's uh, Pastor Magdiel Seg. And uh, if you guys have Instagram, uh, there's a uh, Instagrammer that's called uh, Preacher Sneakers. And this, this Instagram site is takes pictures of famous pastors in their expensive shoes. There's like pastors that wear $5,000 Nike, sorry. So, so uh, I just want you guys to take pictures of Magdale shoes when he gets up. <laughs> when we're like 50 under $100. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, he's looking fly with his shoes on. But uh, we're, we're really excited. My, Magdale's kicking off our uh, series Fuego, uh, Life in the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really big thing to uh, kick off a series and an to anchor a series. So Magdale's going to be doing that. Well, good morning. I'm really happy to be here this morning with you guys because uh, I've been part of Renew for the past four years. Um, it's been a blessing in my life, you know. My journey with God began at a really, really early age. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family, so my dad is a pastor, and uh, that's always been a blessing for my life. And uh, through this journey, I have learned a lot of stuff. Good things and bad things. And uh, on the road to Emmaus, which we're going to talk about it, and Margarita read about that, uh, it's really amazing of the journey these two people went through. But before we start, I want to pray. I want to pray for, uh, for us and for God to show us his heart this morning. Would you pray with me? Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you, God, for your uh, abundance. I'm so grateful to be here this morning, God, to worship you with this community together. I pray that your Holy Spirit, God, Fill our hearts with that fire and view, God. I'm so thankful. And I pray that uh, we can hear your voice, God, and we can fill in our hearts what you have for us this morning. And you may pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, have you ever um, experienced or have like a, like understanding of something, you know, if you read a book or at school, that you just don't get it? You're just like, I don't understand anything. It's just like so hard for me, so complicated. I just don't get anything. I've been there, you know, growing up in school. I was like, oh, I don't get that, but yeah, okay. But it comes to one point that you're just like, boom, I get it now. I understand what that means. I know what that actually like means for me now. And when it comes to, you know, the fuego, it's really special for me because, uh, it's a journey that we all go through. And not just, you know, pastors or people who is in leaderships, every single one goes through that journey. No matter, regardless of your background, you always go through, through that. And on the road to Emmaus, I want to read the first part, which I'm already read. It's, it says, now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Seven miles is a long distance. Seven miles is, you know, I would say about three hours walking. Uh, and I want to share a story, you know, a short story about 
something similar that happened to me a long time ago. I was, I think I was 19. But it was in that moment that I was, you know, questioning about God, my journey with God. And I really wanted to feel, you know, the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. I remember there was one day that I got into a fire argument with my dad. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'm done. I'm not, I'm done. I don't want to be here. I don't feel that this is, this is going to go well. And I don't want to do something that I'm going to regret later. So I left. I left my home. I just start walking and I said, you know, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I was 19. I have no money, nowhere to go. And I just know I just, I need to get the road. I'm, I'm out. So I start walking. And I remember that my dad, when I turned 19, he gave me my visa. He said, you know, you're an adult now. This is your responsibility. It's yours. So I have that. So the first thing, you know, I have friends in San Diego. So I might as well just go there just to see what happened. So I crossed the border. And I spent a day with my friends. And I told them what happened. And I said, well, my dear, you know, I don't know what to say. But uh, you stuck to your dad. I was, well, as a matter of fact, he's going like, to speak at a church in LA on Sunday. And I don't know if I should go there, you know, because I don't want to go back home and I think that would be kind of weird. So I did. I said, well, I don't have any money. Can you just give me some money? I said, yeah. So they give me money. <laughs> and I took the bus and they dropped me off at the bus stop. Uh, and the church was about 6.3 miles from the, they dropped me off. And the guy, the driver, told me, you know what? You know, it's really dangerous over here. Do you want me to take you for like another $10? Just all the way to where you're going to go? I said, no, I got this. And he just looked at me, and you sure? I was, yeah. And uh, I remember that, you know, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, you know, feeling God's presence the way I wanted. So I said, you know, I don't think I, I want to live anymore. You know, I don't think my family loves me. I don't think my friends love me. I don't think, you know, I'm done. I just don't feel anything. I feel like empty. You know, I don't feel your presence, God. You know, since I received you in my life when I was 12, I remember, you know, the passion and how I felt and the power that came to me when I said, I want to give you my heart, my life, forever. I know you're my savior, but I don't feel that right now. I feel like you just left me. You're gone. So I started walking. I remember I started walking. And the first block that I walked, it was this preacher. And he has, I was, as soon as I saw him, he's going to come and he's going to say something like that. And then, yeah, sure enough, he was standing there. He was looking at me kind of weird. And as I was getting close, I'm going to go to the other side of the street because I don't want to deal with this. He came to me and he said, you know what? God knows what you're going through. He's not, you're not alone. That's the only thing he said. And he started preaching to other, some other people that was there. And I didn't say anything, I just kept walking. Through that walk, I experienced that my heart was just burning inside. I was going towards that church that I knew my dad was going to be preaching. And I decided to go the other way. Because I'm not going there. I just don't feel like going there right now. But through that walk, I felt like, you know, something was pushing me in that direction. So I went for like two and a half hours at least. And through that walk, I was just crying the whole time. I didn't care about people looking at me. I didn't care about anything. I just care about, you know, I need to make it to the church. I don't know why. I just feel this way. And uh, during that walk, I asked so many questions to God. 
I ask so many things that I want to have an answer. But he said, no. <laughs> I was what? I need an answer. Why not? But what I really felt is like, if you really love me, you will go back to your dad and obey. Because if you do love me, you will have to do that. And when I was, no, I don't want to do that. But at the end, I did. You know, I felt so convicted, and I know that was wrong. And I know that in my mind, everybody was against me, but it wasn't true. And I felt that like, really, really strong in my life. So when I got to the church the first time, they, the people know me, like, they're, so, hey, welcome, where have you been? You know, everybody's been kind of asking what you've been. And I was, oh, no, never mind, nothing. I thought nobody knew, but I showed up, and I, my dad, he was crying when he saw me because he thought he was not ever going to see me again. Okay, he just turned around and sat in the, in the back. And somebody told him, you're something back there. <laughs> I said, yeah, he made it. But um, when Jesus was talking to these two people, they were talking about Jesus. One of the things that happened, you know, a few days ago. They knew who Jesus was. Because they experienced firsthand what the power of Jesus was. And they know he was, you know, because he told them, the third day, I'll be back. <laughs> and when you hear that, it's like, how can you doubt? How can you, like, walk with Jesus and doubt that he was going to do all those things? And the prophet talked about that, and it was in the scripture, that they were sad. They were sad because they thought, this is not the person that we were waiting for. I mean, he was a prophet. He was doing great. But it totally didn't make sense for them. And when we read in Scripture, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. How many times do we feel like Jesus is not walking along with us? I felt that way. Jesus is, yeah, he's doing something better, maybe. Uh, but I didn't feel like he was walking with me. I felt like I was alone. But it wasn't true. Until that moment, uh, Jesus was, uh, when he started talking to me, he was preaching about Jesus, about himself. You know, I feel like, how can that be, you know, so powerful that both of them, their hearts, you know, we're in fire, like, what is this? What is going on? We don't know this person. But he's talking about Jesus. How did he know so much? I wonder what word he was telling them. You know, going through the scripture since Genesis all the way, uh, explaining them every single detail about, if you don't believe about what the prophet said before. When he stood up on verse um, he said, what, you, what things are you asking, he, he said, about Jesus, the Nazarene? They replied, he was a prophet, powerful in the word, deep before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to, the, to sentence him to death, and they crucified him. But we have hope that he has the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more is the third day since all this took place. It was the third day. Uh, it's so many things to talk about this, but I want to refer to like a, 
four of them. The first one is Jesus seeking us. When we feel that, you know, Jesus is not present, he's always present. I hear uh, somebody that says one once before, you know, I haven't heard God's voice. I don't think he's present in my life. He's been silent for so many years. But I was like, hmm, okay. I mean, that can be true, you know. But I also think if Jesus says in the Bible that we'll see, he will seek us, and I wonder, like, if that happened to these two guys, you know, when, when uh, God said that they didn't recognize him, and he was right there next to them talking. You know, I feel like uh, God didn't want them to, to know that it was him. Because it's a process. For everything, it has to be a process. It's just it's not going to happen the way we want it, how we want it. It needs to be a process. And that's what God wants us to see. You know, even though we might don't understand, we might don't get it at the beginning, but at the end, it's the victory. It's like, oh, now I do understand what's going on. Why did I went through this? It's because of this reason. So when I, while I was reading this, you know, I felt so uh, amazed. And uh, when Jesus opens their eyes, you know, how many times have we felt like we were blind? We can't see anything that's going on. We just don't understand anything. But when Jesus opened their eyes and they could see, oh, this is Jesus. This is our teacher. This is the one we've been following him for until now. So it gets to that moment when Jesus is going to open your, your eyes and you will see what he's doing in your life. You know, it doesn't come that easy. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. Everything we, we go through, it's hard. You know, life is not easy. It's not always hard the way we want it. If I'm talking about, you know, your work, your family, your community, or whatever the situation you're going through. You know, I don't know what's in your heart today, or what are things you've been through. But I know that when Jesus opens your heart, you will see why you're going through where you're going. Because he, he's planted it that way. He wanted that way. But, um, you know, as I was, as I was reading... I, uh, the scripture, I see the testimony of Jesus given to these uh, people. You know, as a seven mile walk, which says here, uh, it's a long talk that they have, a long talk. And I wonder, like, how many of us, like, have that talk with God? How many of us spend the time to talk to God and say, this is how I feel. This is what I want. And this is what I think you want for me. But until we have that talk, we will never find out. We will never know. So Jesus was inviting them to have that conversation. To tell them, you know, you need to get the story straight about what's going on here. Because they were moving away from Jerusalem to this small village. And I don't know why. Because if they know, you know, the ground zero, when everything just unfolds for us to have the salvation, it just happened. 
and they were going away from there. The first thing that God, uh, one of the things that God told him is like, wait for me, because I'll come back on the third day. And they didn't, because they were disappointed, because they didn't expect that to happen the way they, they saw it. They want something different. It doesn't mean that God's work wasn't gonna happen. It means that it's not how we want it. It's not the way that we think it's gonna happen. You know, God's plan in our life is so different the way that we think. Um, when Jesus revealed himself to them, I can't imagine how they felt. You know, when they knew it was him. And I'm going to read part of that uh, scripture. Because um, verse 28 says, As they approached the village which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly to stay with us. For it is near evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their side. Did you see what happened there? Did you see what happens when you like invite Jesus to stay with you? When you tell them, you know, I need you more than ever. I need that fire in my heart to keep going. I don't blame him, you know, to like doubt or to say, you know, oh, this, I thought he was the one and he's probably just another prophet. But uh, he gave his life for us. And uh, my story is like, I felt that way. I kind of, you know, I don't understand where their hearts were going to. Because I felt like God wasn't, you know, he didn't care about me in a way that I wanted, but it wasn't true. So, at the end when their eyes were open and you tell God, would you stay with me? I need you. I remember that after that day, my life changed in a different way. And uh, it was so powerful because uh, I understood what God wanted to do for my life. I just didn't want to see it. You know, because our walk, our spiritual journey is not easy. If you think it's easy, well, it's not. The only way we can go through is we ask God to stay with us. Because if we try to do it on our own, I guarantee we're going to fail. Because we can't do it without God. We can't do it without the Holy Spirit. And this is what fire is about. We need that fire in our life so we can keep going forward and to acknowledge that God is doing something in our life and we can share that to others. If we don't have that, I don't think we can share, you know, like, oh, yeah, God is good. But what is God doing in your life right now? What is God been, like, giving you into your heart that you, you kind of still wait, no, I don't think that's for me. I don't think that God wants to do that with me. It's because we haven't invited him into our lives and to, uh, and have our eyes open to recognize him. 
you know, whilst I was walking, I was praying. You know, I want you, God, to open my eyes. I want to receive what you have for me. Because I don't want to continue living this way. You know? And as, and as these two uh, persons were walking, they say, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning with this as while he was with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? It's something amazing what God and when Jesus was talking to them and their hearts were burning with them. them. How many times we uh, walk and then we uh, ask God to to do something in our lives, but we don't we don't open the scripture. We don't uh, pray. We don't try to seek God in a way that uh, he wants us to. The only way God is going to talk to us is we have the conversation. And we tell him, you know, God, I want this for my life. God, what do you want me to do? God, I want to follow you. Open my eyes. And that's what I always ask. God, open my eyes. I want to see what you have for me ahead. I want to see what you want me to do. I want to follow you with all my heart. I need that fire in my life so I can continue. Because without that, I don't think I can do it. And it gets to a point where Jesus is going to reveal himself in your life. But he has to go through that. And uh, when Jesus moves us to share what he's done for us, it's also something amazing. Because when they opened their eyes and they knew who he was, the first thing they do, they went back to Jerusalem and tell them what was what happened. Because they knew who he was. And um, uh, verse uh, 30 says, when, they, when he was at the table, uh, 33, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There were fun, they, there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has happened and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. You know, one of the things that I like is about Jesus is when, uh, if you notice through the Bible, everything's kind of like about food. <laughs> uh, every time they, he's either going in to have some food or going out or like having a meal with somebody. And, uh, and I, I think that's really interesting with, because when you share, when Jesus share, you know, the gospel and about him, he was not only sharing that, but he was also you know, breaking bread with the disciples, with the people who was following. And um, that's the way that Jesus moves us to share. We can share in so many ways that we can even imagine, but a good way to share with somebody is breaking bread, sharing your story, sharing what God has done in your life. What is it that uh, God is doing right now that you haven't shared? That you haven't acknowledged that that's something that might somebody else might need it, but you haven't had that courage to share that. When I share this story, it's something that I haven't shared with anybody else besides my family. 
And I did that like a couple of years ago, I think, because uh, it was something that I wasn't, you know, happy about. I was ashamed because the way that happened and how I felt about it, I feel kind of, oh, I'm silly because thinking this way. But uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't, know, I don't know where my life were like, might engulf. I don't know. The sharing the story and your story, I think is exciting. I want to hear your story. I want to see how God is like working in your life. And I want you to share that with other people too. And it's not because I want to know, it's because God is telling us to do that. It's not everything about me, it's not everything about you guys. It's because God is doing that in our lives. And we can, if we can share that to others, how are we going to glorify God's name? How are we going to have that fire in our lives that move us to continue to do God's work? As we go on on this journey, I invite you to ask for that fire in your life, to experience that through your spiritual journey. Um, I have a, I want to read something that says, all who have experienced the recent Savior should be moved with similar emotions. If you have experienced God, you should move with that. If you have feel in your life that God is doing something different, you should listen to that. You know, sometimes God is not going to like come and speak to you, like you're going to hear his voice. But if you feel in your heart that you need to do something, that's the way for God talking to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love when, uh, you know, God moves into our hearts and clear our vision, you know, our sight. You know, because we are like this, this society and this life that we're going through right now, it's so hard for everybody. It's a lot of things that are happening that we can't even feel, you know, that fire anymore. You know, politics, things that are going on in our society that just kind of like, uh, we're blind. We're walking blind. And the only way for that to go is if we receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I want that in our lives. I want to receive that. And I want to share that with you guys. Because as a church, we're, we are one body. We're the body of Christ. If I'm, if you're not doing well, I'm not doing well either. Because even if you don't tell me, or even if you don't like, we can see that it's something we can't hide. You know, when we're not happy, we totally can show that in our face. And moving forward with God and with that fire, it's something that's gonna take us the long run. As we continue with this journey, this whole month is going to be about the fuego, about the fire of the Holy Spirit in my life. I ask for you to pray for, for every single person who's going to be here talking about that. You know, I know Erica is not here, but I pray wherever she is, that God uses her life. I pray for Pastor Dave. I pray for Riel. And I want you guys to pray for us as well. Because I think this is so important for us as a church. 
to grow, to share, for our community to see what God is doing here. We need to have that. We need to acknowledge that we need the fire of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit in our life. And as we move to that, I have a quick few questions for you. Do you know where Jesus is this morning? Do you have any wonder, like, is he showing up on Sundays here? Do we really feel Jesus in our lives? And if you're not wondering that, I think you should wonder that. <laughs> because I want to feel that every single day, not just on Sundays. I want to have that, and as I walk through my week, my work, whatever I do, I want to feel the presence of God in my life, not just on Sundays, not just when I come here, but every single day. Have you ever, have your eyes, have ever opened to who he is and what he has done for you? How many of us, like, like me, like that, like, oh, God is never doing anything in my life. God is not present. I don't, I don't think that he's with me. Would you ask, like, God, open my eyes to see what the things are I'm doing in my life. Do you know that God uh, wants to walk with you and talks to you? As you go along in your journey, I pray that you know that God wants to talk to you and he wants to walk with you as well. Um, have you ever experienced him being so real, so moving, so in your life, that things start changing. That is the only way you can get that is to share with others. When things are start changing a lot in your life, the only way that God's gonna move in a in more powerful way is if you share that with others. Because I, I don't I don't think you know like we should be selfish. <laughs> You know, when you don't share with your brothers and sisters what God is doing in your life, and you want to keep that to yourself. Um, I think it's a little bit about being selfish, about thinking about you, about the things that are important for you, the things that you think is good for you. But when you share and when you see the presence of God moving in your life, I think that's so powerful for us to know as a churches. Um, the other question was, uh, what will you do with Jesus this morning? If he's invited you to receive that fire, what would you do with it? I always wonder, well, I, I always ask for that. But after I receive it, what am I, am I going to do with that? You know? If we ask for that, what are we going to do next? Are we just going to be Selfish and say, well, I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> or you got to go there, your workplace, your neighborhood, your family, whoever you know that doesn't have Jesus in their heart. Are you going to be willing to go and talk to them, even if it's going to be a hard conversation? But are you going to be willing to do that? Because receiving a gift, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Spirit, it comes with a responsibility, which is to share that, to receive that. 
And I, I want to finish with, uh, with this. As we continue with this uh, series of Fuego, I ask you, church, to start praying. And not only to pray for you, but to pray for your brothers and sisters. Because I'm sure, I'm always praying for myself, you know, God help me go, God this, God that. <laughs> but uh, God help me with this. But uh, I want you to pray for others. I want you to like, you know, during this month, and it should be uh, always, but uh, that you pray for, uh, for the people in this congregation, for the people who is, uh, will come. Uh, we don't have uh, anybody who's new this morning, but uh, I also pray for the new people, for the people who's gonna come here, that they will receive something from God, that they will feel that in this place you can have, you know, you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in, in their lives, even if they don't know what it is, because if they, they never hear about Jesus or they don't have experienced that, that they can feel that. They can feel that difference. The renew, it's a place that you can come as the ways you are and that you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what it's all about. You know, sharing that with others and having God working in your life in a powerful way. I pray for that in our church, and I pray for that in every single one of you, that you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and that can transform your life in a way that God wants you, you know? Because um, I always struggled that growing up that I want to be perfect. You know, I think it's a big responsibility for me when I was uh, growing up as a PK kid, <laughs> that you always have to uh, be uh, responsible and uh, very aware of what God is doing in my life and to show that to others. Not because um, Jesus was doing something in my life, because I feel like that was my responsibility. And I tried to do that very hard, but it didn't work the way I wanted until I let God you know, control my life. And I surrender as me to God. Then is when I start seeing changes in my life. And I want you to experience that. Because it's a testimony when Jesus is doing something in our lives. Mm -hmm. It's not everything about us and the way we want it. It's letting God do what he does best. And, uh, and as I close, I want you uh, to take that and to think about it this week. What is it that God wants to do in my life that I haven't acknowledged, that I haven't seen? That I think, you know, maybe when I feel like he's not present, he's the most present. When you pray, they got to open your eyes and they you can receive that in your heart. And the, the Holy Spirit speaks into your heart. 
Let's pray. Thank you, God, for, for your word. Thank you, God, for the way you always speak into our lives. I pray that we can receive the presence of the Holy Spirit into our life and that fire that you have for us, God. That we prepare ourselves, reading your word, praying, God, and listen to your voice. Open our eyes, God, to see what you have for us. I'm so grateful to be here. And it's a blessing in my life to be part of this community. I'm so thankful, God, that you always are doing something in our life. Even if we don't notice, even if we think you're not present, you are. And I'm so grateful for that because you always continue to transform our lives in a way that we can even comprehend. Thank you, God, for your love and for your presence. I pray this morning for everyone that is here, for the people that are out of town or traveling, that whatever they are, whatever they're doing, that they can feel your presence, that you're with them, as you are with us this morning. In your name we pray.